reporting to you, not live, in my closet. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks. I am... Honestly, I'm feeling a lot recording today. Um, I'm a little nervous. I've had a really tough couple of weeks. And uh, one of the things I'm just, like, actively not (laughs) facing, uh, I can feel myself not facing it, and that's really kind of scary to me just because... um, I know you shouldn't let emotional shit fester. Otherwise, you know, it'll explode somewhere really inconvenient. I had uh, someone really important to me passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, and by the way, when you're grieving, there's, in my experience, and I have a vast knowledge of it or a vast experiences with it. Is that the right? Um, I, you're going to, in my experience, you have a big public meltdown, whether if you face it or not. You know what I mean? Like, even if I, like, was grieving normally, there's always some public meltdown. Like, when my dad died, we're going to get right into it. Uh, it is nice to be back in here, actually. Like, I knew as soon as I started talking, it would feel really good. I have COVID again, too. So we have so much to talk about. I also have some fun, funny stories and maybe some lessons, too, in a couple of poop scoops. I got two poop scoops, one of my own and one of a dear friend of mine. So um, it may be a little longer episode this week. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not making any promises. It could be 15 minutes and I could be like, nope, not into it. Or it could be three and a half hours. Nothing matters or is real. Nothing is real. Um, Oh, yeah, when my dad died... Uh, you know, I like I grieved it, you know, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of I, I hadn't done my ACE. I wasn't an ACA and I wasn't Al-Anon, but I wasn't, you know, active in like recovery or like working on myself. And so, you know, I was grieving the best I could. It was, you know, it was a honestly like I look back at that, Kim, and I'm like, man, you navigated through a situation like that situation was one of the most difficult of my life. And I still if not the most difficult of my life. Um, And there's still ramifications and still resentments about how certain people reacted. I don't know about resentments still. I don't really have, I've sort of worked through the resentments, but sometimes they they come up and, you know, especially with this new death that I am not even saying out loud to you guys. Uh, My uncle passed away. My uncle, who was like a father to me. He was my dad's best friend. And he um, helped raise me. Uh, he meant quite a bit to me. Um, and I, I've been alluding to having some family stuff for the last like two months or so. And, uh, he, he had cancer and, um, he was just really private about his stuff. And he was pretty vocal about how he didn't really care for how unprivate I was about my shit, you know? So I didn't share his stuff while he was going through it on here, be out of respect for him. And I'm probably going to continue to hold that, um, not get into too many details about, you know, his ending, but, um, just because I, I, you know, and I think that was a big thing that I'm like grappling with grappling. I think that's a word. Like when I wrote the book, 
I have wrote a book, by the way, if you haven't bought it. I would love it if you do. I uh, I have a couple more books left that I sign and send out to you or you can get them on Amazon. But when I wrote the book, I wrote the word grapple with and one of the editors was like, that's not a word. Maybe I wrote scrapple, but grapple is a fucking word. Anyway, uh, one of the things I gra- grappled with, I think it is, I mean, I hope it is. I'm making it a word. Nothing matters. Um, I've had COVID twice. Nothing matters. Uh, um. I, you know, just like in the last couple of weeks, like normally I would write like a big Facebook post about how much he meant to me and post it about, and I think that's still coming. Uh, his birthday's on New Year's Eve, so I will probably do that then. But um, God, there's just so many levels to it, you know? And I've just been grappling with it because he didn't want a lot of people to know what was going on with him. And um, so when I went back to Denver to see him uh, because it was like, we don't know what happens next. And when I was in Denver, you know, uh, and truthfully, I haven't really felt on solid ground since I've come home from Denver. Um, so funny home, this is home. Denver just isn't man. And I just haven't felt on solid ground really. And I'm doing everything I can to, um, Oh God, it's probably going to be a crying episode. Fuck. Uh, but, uh, I have 14 stories going right now. Um, but you know, I went back to see him and I didn't get to see him much. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't really up for, you know, much. And, you know, I got to see him the day before, you know, the morning I left, I went over to have coffee. Fortunately, a lot of people were kind of in and out. So I wasn't able to get, you know, our conversations. Uh, one of my favorite parts about our relationship after, um, Oh, I don't know if I can talk about this yet. I haven't, faced it. Like I haven't really talked about it out loud because I think uh, it's just really painful. Um, After my dad died, he and I, he and I had a really hard time. Um, You know, most of you know my story. I didn't speak to my dad for uh, four or five years before he passed. And subsequently, that means I didn't speak to most of my family. And my uncle, unfortunately, was, you know, one of the ones that, that sort of took my dad's side. And I, I don't know if, sides is really you know it's so funny like for years I said sides and now that everyone's gone it just doesn't really seem to matter anymore you know none of it really matters it's just like like I say all the time the only you know be kind be grateful work hard that's it that's it that's the key to all of it you know what I mean like it's just it's and so you know he and I had sort of a tough time but uh we got really close after my dad passed and, you know, after his wife, my aunt, who was like my mom passed uh, a couple of years ago, he and I, I would go to Denver and I would, you know, make plans to sit at, you know, go to uncle Steve's and visit with him. And a lot of times I stayed with uncle Steve, um, and, uh, and Annie and me, um, and, you know, he and I would just sit at, kitchen table and just talk for hours, drink whiskey and chain smoke inside for hours. Um, and then I, you know, I'd had other plans, you know, cause I was in Denver, I was visiting, you know, where I grew up and I had other plans and 99% of the time I would cancel most of those plans. Cause I just would like to sit and talk to my uncle Steve. I just, I'm really grateful for those times. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm struggling. Uh, not a fun time to lose someone, you know, the holidays. It's, I already put away Christmas. I was so excited in Thanksgiving, you know, in November, I was like, I want to celebrate Christmas instead. And, 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 you know, just December, December 
was a tough month for the old Krowski. Um, but you know, uh, what I was going to say about my dad, public cry. So in my experience, you, you know, I, you have the big public outburst somewhere, the inconvenient moment that you, you decide, well, this is where I'm going to grieve. So I, you know, when my dad passed away, I was working at, uh, a burger beer bar in Sherman Oaks. Um, and you know, I mean, that was what we sold was burgers and beer. And, and so this, and I was waitressing this night. Um, I, I only served their waitress served. I don't know. Everyone has a very specific, respectful way to put it. When I was waitressing, I didn't care if you called me a waitress, but some do, uh, server sounds awful to, I don't know, whatever. Um, I, uh, but I never, I was a bartender there, but I started like they needed help. So I was, I waitressed there like a couple of times. And it was so funny because I was always just like, it was just like the easiest waitressing job, but everyone there was just like always in the weeds and panicked. And my boss at the time, I remember one, one night I was in the office, it was Friday night and I was waitressing and I was in the office and I was talking to him and we were packed, right? Finally, after like 15 minutes, he goes, don't you have tables? And I was like, yeah, I have ran everybody's drinks four times. I've bussed the whole restaurant. My tables are almost tired of me asking how they're doing. And I've ran all the food. I don't know why everyone is so stressed out, but it's because I worked at Big Wang's. And uh, if you don't know Big Wang's, it's a sports bar in Hollywood. And I worked, that place was a shit show. And everyone I know that stopped working there and worked at another restaurant afterwards, they're like, it's all child's play. Because it was like, Big Wang's was like, oh, you are going to bar Martin, waitress, busboy, barback, and the manager is going to go take a nap in the car while a big party bus shows up and you better fucking be on it. And if you get a bad Yelp review, you lose shifts. Like it was like the, the boot camp of waitressing. So anyway, but I was always like, what do you like every time I waitress now, I haven't done it in a long time, but every time I waitress now, I'm always like, where do you guys stand? Like, I don't remember where you stand. Cause like people want to talk to the bartender. People don't necessarily want to talk to their waitress. So like when you're the bartender, everyone's sort of, not everybody, but most people are like, oh, I'm interested in your story. But as a waitress, it's like, you know, half and half people are interested in the other half. They're like, cool, get us our drinks and leave us alone. And so I'm always like, where do you stand? But so I, I was waitressing this night and it was like, I don't know, maybe a week or two after my dad had passed away. And, uh, this family comes in and you know, it's like, it's like a mom, a dad. And like, I don't know, my memory says 14 kids, but it was probably like six, but it was like, uh, no, they had a big table that they used the whole table. Like no one should have that many kids. Like the amount of kids that you're like, no one should have this many kids. This is ridiculous. And I don't care. Come at me. The world is ending. You don't need to like take up more resources because you don't know how to use fucking prophylactics. Sorry. Um, and I don't mean like, I have a lot of friends who have two, three kids. I don't mean that. But I mean, if you get to five kids or you get, yeah, you get to the amount of kids that I'm like, I don't even know how many kids you have. You have so many kids. So this is not anybody specific because I know a lot, of, I have a lot of friends that have like three and under kids. I don't know, four might be pushing it, but honestly, it's none of my business. I just, too many kids, to, uh, whatever. Um, sometimes I'm like, I want kids. And other times I'm like, eh. the window's closing. So we'll see. Um, for my, you know, my biological clock and you don't have to email me and be like, you still have time. I, I know I've done the math, but, uh, so this, this family comes in, in my brain, there's 14 of them, but the, the mom was like, hi, um, we're not really sure what we can eat here. We have a lot of dietary restrictions. Um, we're gluten-free, we're dairy-free and we don't eat meat. 
And I was like, yeah, you totally should have come to a burger beer bar, you fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, um, you know, and, and at this point, like my dad had died. And if you've ever experienced that level of like grief, like right now, how I feel like I'm like actively avoiding facing this because on some level, I feel like. I don't know. On some level, I feel like all three of them have died all over again, if that makes any sense. The three of uh, my aunt, my uncle, my dad all raised me. Um, and it just, you know, I, but if, you know, so I, you know, you have this weird emptiness inside you that you can't really shake and you do everything. You, and, you know, this anxiety and this, you know, this emptiness and you're doing all the right things, but it's just grief. But like, so like you, ha I have this and you, you have a level of like, I don't give a fuck. Like nothing is that important. You know what I mean? Like you're like, uncle Steve is dead. Nothing is that important. Like people can fuck off. Right. So at this moment I'm like, my dad is dead. I'm going through a whole lot. People can fuck off. So my brain wasn't really like remembering the exact ingredients on a menu that I really didn't bother to memorize the menu anyway. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, like every time I've worked at any restaurant, I'm like, I just don't, we'll never know what's in the menu. I just won't. I'll read the menu with you. I'll ask questions. I'll be honest, but like, I'm not going to memorize the seven different types of cheeses and 14 salads. That's ridiculous. I barely have enough Ram as it is. I'm not using it on one more restaurant menu. And this was, you know, five years ago and I felt the same then and I feel the same now. Useless information. Um, and so I missed, I fucked up and I said, well, we have a veggie burger and I forgot our veggie burger had a shitload of gluten in it. Right. And I was just like, we have a veggie burger. And she's like, perfect. We'll have seven, 17 of those or however many fucking kids she had. It was like one of the big ass tables that a party of like 10 sat at. And so like the whole family filled this table. I'm still imagining 14 kids. Um, and I was like, oh, and she, she's like, we'll have 10 of those and, uh, you know, on, you know, gluten-free buns and we'll all have, I don't even know if they could have soda. I think they all had waters, right? And I don't even think they could have sh the fries because we, we fry, I don't know. It was a ridiculous ask at a burger bar, you fucking idiot, right? So I come out and I bring all their burgers and they take one bite and she's like, the burger has gluten in it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. Um, they, you know, they make it with gluten. They make it with bread. <laughs> and she started to yell at me and I could feel it. I could feel my dad public meltdown happening. I could feel it like, oh God, this is where the big public cry is going to have. And then I had this lovely, wonderful voice that I think all the time pipe in and go, no, this bitch doesn't get your dead dad public cry. Not this bitch. And so I like composed myself and I was like, ma'am, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. Also, we're a burger beer bar. Like most of our ingredients has, if you're a vegan, you're gluten free and you can't have, you know, like you shouldn't come to places like this. I can get a manager. We can take it all off, but that's as much as I can do. Fuck off. And the good news is I don't think I told her fuck off, but I had a very fuck off. Like, I don't care, ma'am, at all. I literally don't give a fuck. And, you know, when your dad dies, your manager, and my manager and I were had a, a, a very close, pretty inappropriate relationship, and that's as far as I've ever said it publicly. Um, so, he, you know, when that all happens, you can't get written up or in trouble. It was just like they wrote off the burgers, that family went home, and then I think we got a bad Yelp review. So... Uh, the point that I don't even know what that's the point of that story is, but uh, 
yeah, public cry. So I know it's coming and I'm just sad. I'm just really sad. Um, you know, uh, the funeral's not until into January, which, you know, brings up, I just didn't think I'd have to go back to Denver so quickly. I was hoping, you know, like five years from now I could roll into that place, but I guess I, and I, and I need to, I know there's going to be people that are like, well, you don't have to go to the funeral. Like, I understand. <laughs> I get so irritated at that. Like I have really strong boundaries. I don't need people telling me, well, you don't have to do that. I know I don't have to do that. You don't have to do literally anything, anything at all ever. I get it. But I do need to do that because I know that this will be a way for me to get closure. Um, one of the things I, I, it took a long time for me to really come to terms with that I didn't get a lot of closure with my dad because there wasn't really any funeral. There wasn't really any like burial or, you know, any of the like made up human, you know, I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, the shit that we do, the ritual, you know, I mean, it's made up human ritual shit, but like, you know, you need it. I think that's why I got my dad's ashes, which I have misplaced. I have met after all of that, getting them to LA and being like, I am going to, you know, spread these fucking ashes. I don't know where they are. <laughs> to be fair, I put out Christmas. So there may be, I might've just like put them behind some books somewhere so I could have my Christmas decorations out. I'm not sure. I'm going to try and dust and shit today. So I, I'm hoping I find them. I, I don't know. You know, when like past Kim does something clever with some shit, like your past self, you're like, all right, future self will know where this is. And then present self is like future self did not know where that is. And now I have to find my father, my dead father. It's like, I'm having a hard time with my mic right now. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, so yeah, that, that, so I, I got the message. God, we haven't talked in like three weeks. So I, I worked one of those festivals I work and I was driving, you know, I was driving to San Bernardino, which I have decided I don't believe I will do again. I mean, the money is good, but like the hours are just ridiculous. And I got there. So I got there and it was like, they were like, get here in time to get a parking pass and then you'll go to the venue. So I got there at nine in the morning, which means I had to leave at 7 a.m., right? I get there at nine in the morning and then they won't give me a parking pass. There's a bajillion people there to work this festival. And they're like, oh, you had to have carpooled. I'm like, well, I don't know anybody. And you like, what? And then, so then one girl was like, we'll give you our car pass. Like she's carpooling with us. And I was like, well, I don't want to leave my car here. She's like, that's fine. We'll take your car. I'm like, okay. So we go outside and this bitch is like, we're actually going to take my car. So you're going to have to find a place to put your car if you want to ride with us. We just needed your name. We just needed your name to get a parking pass. And I was like, wow, you suck. She also was a person that, nope, I am going to do my best not to be an asshole. Uh, she's not a person that I would have been friends with anyway, but like, just like Jesus. Oh, and her and her friend were like completely melting down about, I don't know, they flew in from Miami to fucking work this festival. And they were just like, girl, girl, literally, literally, I did go there, whatever, I don't care. Um, and then she's like, are you literally doing your makeup right now? Girl, girl. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to try and go get another parking pass because I'm not leaving my car here. So I go inside and I'm literally like, I am one minor inconvenience away from leaving. Cause on the way there, I talked to my cousin and I found out that my uncle was going to go into hospice and they were thinking it was going to be less than a week. And, uh, so I was like, you know, compartmentalize, 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 but you know, on the edge of like, 
I might burn this whole place to the ground. I'm having a lot of feelings that I'm compartmentalizing. So I go, I, you know, I, I go back in and one woman who saw me there for like an hour, she's like, you're still here. I was like, yeah, the people who I got a parking pass with took the parking pass and left me. And so she like snuck me a parking pass. Like it would like, what the fuck? How can you hire all these people and then be like, well, good luck. So I, I go park. It's an, it's a mile and a half away from the venue. And I'm like, all right. So I, I, I walk to the venue and then it's dead as fuck all day. Right. It's just dead. It's, it's just not, it's cold. It's dead. It's just, and then the guy next to me is like, we might make $600 in these next three days. I'm like, what? We're not what? And he's like, I don't know. And then the girl next to me, she's like, maybe a thousand. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we get off at midnight. We have to be back there at 9 a.m., which means I have to leave my home again at 7, which means if I left at midnight, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Uh, here we are. If I left at midnight, I would get home at 1.30, and then I'd have to be up by 6. Like I was like, oh, God. But I didn't get. I didn't leave at midnight. I, uh, this was my fault. I should have pinned my parking spot, but I like walked with the crowd thinking that they were going to where the parking was a crowd, by the way, that I was told, uh, they had to have like lots of metal detectors and there was ballistic training because it was just a rough crowd. Right. So I was like, cool. So I walked three miles in the wrong direction with kind of a sketchy crowd. It's okay. I have mace. And I found if you walk with your mace, like obviously out next if you're on YouTube. I'm going to get these up on YouTube, I hope. It's been a rough month, guys. Thank you for your patience. Um, but if you hold your mace up really obviously and you have like a look on your face, like I I have no qualms spraying you directly in the face, you fucker. Uh, people got to stay away from you, right? Because you look crazy. Uh, but three three miles in the wrong direction. So I there's no lifts. There's no Ubers. So I get back to my car finally at like two and then I get home at three and then I had and then four hours later my alarm goes off and I was like, nope. Oh, and I also got like two really big auditions that were all due Monday or Sunday. And like, I was just like, I, I, I tell this too because I am grateful that I now take care of myself. Like when I worked at uh, the bar, the bar before I got COVID, last year, um, the girl that trained me, my God, she had like, her knee was like the size of like a fucking baseball, like outside of her knee. So a separate knee baseball. And she's like, it's full of fluid. And she's like limping around. She's like, has this, like, she like can barely walk. She's so angry. And she's like, I have to be here. I have to be here. And I was like, oh girl, I was you. Big wangs. I was you 10 years ago. I had better hair. Um, and I was nicer. I mean, I wasn't always nice, but I was way nicer than this broad. But like, it's just like, I used to be like, I have to work. It's never going to work out if I don't like force myself to work this one bartending shift. And so I'm grateful. Like I woke up the next morning and I was like, hey, I am not able to work the next two days. I had some family stuff come up. So I was able to like for a day. Oh my God, my microphone is driving me crazy. And I'm afraid if I, I just don't understand. Um, I'm afraid if I, everyone can hear me. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I just like now I'm like, it'll work out. Like uh, Christmas Eve, I was supposed to bartend this private party. And I was, I, I had gotten my COVID test on Wednesday and 
I, I was like, I don't think I should work this party. Like, first of all, I'm really sick. And even if like, I don't have COVID, I don't want to go to a fucking private party and like be coughing and sneezing all over the fucking place in the middle of all this. So I met, emailed a woman and I was like, the woman who hired me and I was just like, hey, um, I am waiting on my COVID test results, but I don't feel great. I don't think it's a good idea for me to you know, work or whatever. I mean, I, I wasn't like, I'm not working, but I just assumed like what's going on right now. Any employer would be like, no, don't come in. I know I'm, I keep having faith in people and capitalism. Actually, I have no faith in capitalism, but you know what I mean? Uh, so she writes back and she's like, well, let me know immediately. Like we're shorthanded as it is. Like, so when, as soon as you get your test and it's negative, you need to work. And old people pleasing Kim would have been like, okay, I, I don't want her to be mad at me. I don't want to, you know, I just, I don't want them to be mad at me. And even though I might have this, this very contagious at times deadly virus. And I, and so I, I, I like sat for a minute. I felt a little guilty. I made some outreach calls you know, just like work through my feelings or whatever. And I wrote back and I was like, no, I'm not being clear. I'm not going to work tonight. I do not feel comfortable working in a private party. I do not feel comfortable bartending a party when I potentially have COVID. I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but I'm just not going to do it. And luckily, I mean, she was like, totally understand. I got it covered. You're fine. Luckily, I, cause like old Kim would have just gone because I wouldn't want her to be mad at me. I didn't want to get fired. I didn't want all this. But had I done that in the middle of the party, I would have gotten my positive COVID test. And then it would have been so much worse because now I have to be like, hey, I have COVID. And they're like, why'd you fucking come if there was a possibility? You know what I mean? Like, and if you're not a people pleaser, you're going to be like, Jesus, that's all really dramatic or duh. Why wouldn't you? Do you know what? I mean? If you're not a people pleaser, this is you're not going to congratulations and you're not going to relate to this. But if you are a people pleaser, you're going to understand like it's sometimes literally life and death. Like sometimes I put myself in such like so many dangerous are I used to. I don't as much anymore. Um put myself in such dangerous situations just because I was afraid of being abandoned. And uh and you know, I, I did message the woman was like, good thing I went with my gut. I have COVID mostly because I wanted to be a bitch to her because it's just like the like, well, let me know. Like, it's just it's like nothing is that important that someone who's sick and, and I get it. Like people are lying about being sick, but they've been doing that since the beginning of time. So like, I don't know. So I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. So the next morning I text the play, emailed the place and was just like, hey, and I, you know, I, I laid down and I cried and I slept. Um and then Sunday, my uncle went into hospice and, uh, I, you know, when my aunt passed away, right before she passed away, I was, you know, I flew back to see her, um, and she was lucid and, you know, all there. And I mean, she couldn't talk, but like she was, you know, my aunt Amy and, and, uh, I was able to have like say things to her that I, that I wasn't able to really say to my uncle Steve and, and I know he knows all that stuff or knew all that stuff. Like I, you know, it's just hard. Um, so I, you know, my cousin arranged for me the, the coolest part. So I, uh, if you look at the, our text messages, my uncle and I in the last like, you know, month, it's just mostly blue. It's just all me texting him. I text him like every other day just to tell him I loved him. Right. And, uh, my cousin, um, on that Sunday, she, I was like, oh, 
if you read the text messages from me, I look like a crazy person. And she goes, you know, like a crazy, uh, you know, and I, and I don't care. I'm going to continue sending him texts every day. And she goes, oh, I read them to him every day. And I was like, you do? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, she goes, today he said, oh, tell Kimmy I love her. And I was like, did he say Kimmy? And she said, he said Kimmy. I was like, he hasn't called me Kimmy since I was a little kid. And I know that that's so small, but it just meant a lot. And so we, we had, she arranged a FaceTime you know, she, or she arranged, she was there and she was like, he's awake, but you know, not super lucid, uh, the day before he passed. And so, uh, we FaceTimed and I never noticed this until, so she said when he went into hospice, they, she goes, Oh, they, you know, they washed his hair and they gave him a good shave and, you know, they cleaned him up quite a bit. And I was like, Oh, that's great. And then they, so my uncle Steve had, and always had, I just never noticed it until this day. Cause he always had it. This epic mustache like this like big beautiful mustache my whole life and I never noticed it until the last time we FaceTime and talked because that's they left the mustache and I was like he comes up and I go I go holy shit they kept that big beautiful mustache of yours and he laughed and she laughed and um, if you know that that's you know my love language is if I can get people to laugh um and I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what I was expecting. He wasn't, you know, super lucid, but he just said a bunch of Uncle Steve-isms. And if you know my Uncle Steve, uh, you know, he has all these fun isms that he says that sometimes never made any sense, but they were always fun. Uh, Jesus Christ on a cracker is something he said a lot. And I, th I think that's a saying somewhere. Or I have no idea. But, um, or, you know, every time you leave, he'd go, well, God loves you and all that. And, you know, so he just, he just, I was like, he's like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm finishing Christmas shopping. And he's like, oh, well, we got to get that done. And, you know, things will work out the way they always do. And things are fine. Like, just like the string of Uncle Steve-isms that were like, everything's going to be fine. And then and I told him I loved him. And he said it too. And then hung up. And then the next day he passed away. And that was about an hour before I was going to record crawl space. And I was already on the fence about recording crawl space. Cause I was already in just like this fucked up headspace. Just, you know, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm just really sad. And it's frustrating. Um, I get really grumpy when I'm grieving. Cause I think everybody should respond and do exactly what, you know, I want the, everybody to be a re mind reader and what I need, you know, and that's just not how it works. Uh, I used to have this boyfriend years ago who we'd fight and he'd be like, I'll tell you what, you send me a script of what I'm supposed to say and then I'll say exactly what you want me to say and then we'll never fight. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly what you should do. But it, it's so like, you know, everyone expects people to be mind readers and I, and I, you know, I, I'm one of them. And when I'm grieving, I expect everyone to be a mind reader. And I know that that's a defect to character and I'm, you know, I'm working on it, you know, um, uh, my frustrations when you go through something like this or when you're going through something like this is I was, I was, I met this woman, I don't know. Oh, I met this woman like a week, be, uh, like the week my uncle Steve passed, like two days before I was exposed to COVID. Maybe I was, but this woman, I met this woman at, I was sitting at a bar and 
um, after a party and she, and the party was vaccinated. I don't, you guys know I'm one of the most safe people out there. Uh, always masked up, triple vaxxed and don't go out often. Right. But, uh, I met this woman and she was really awesome. And, you know, I, you know, I told her about my uncle and she started to give me advice and I was just like, Hey, I'm going to stop you. I know we just met, but like, and I don't mean to be a bitch, but like, please don't do that. <laughs> I didn't ask for advice. I don't want advice. There's no advice to be given. And she was like, Oh, will you explain that to me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, in my experience, you don't always have to make people feel that's not your job to fix people. And unless someone is asking you a question, sometimes people just need to hear that they're being heard, you know? And she was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, it took me years to learn that too. I don't answer questions. I'm not asked. And, and you know, a lot of people right now are trying to just tell me like, you know, there's another side of this and like all this like bullshit that I'm like, I know I've been here before. I've lost way more people than the average bear. I know how this grieving process goes. And what's so annoying is so many people are just telling me like, don't worry, you'll get through this. And this is what I, and it's just like, I didn't ask what you, I didn't ask. And she was like, wow, I've never thought of that. And people do get really mad when you do that. Um, no one likes unsolicited advice, especially when they're, when they're feeling so fucking broken and someone comes along and they feel like they have the, like they have the audacity to think that they can make you feel better by their fucking words of wisdom. And I know that sounds really bitchy and I kind of don't care, but I'm, you know, I'm hurting a lot right now. And I, I don't, I have the people, like I have my people that I talk to about, you know, my process and other than that, I, I, and maybe I'm not expressing this correctly, or maybe I'm getting too in my head that I sound like a cunt right now, but, um, I am uber gr grumpy. I have a virus twice and I am grieving pretty hardcore. And, um, I also haven't pooped in like four days and I'm doing all of the stuff I normally do to get myself to poop, which is really ob obnoxious. That's not your poop scoop. Don't worry. Um, but like, it's just, I feel like as a society, we're uncomfortable with bad feelings. You know what I mean? Like if someone's feeling bad, we all like jump in to be like, well, we got to fix it. We got to fix it. We got to fix it. And it's like, well, no, sometimes you just feel bad. That's part of being a human. It's not all good. It's not all, you know what I mean? Like sometimes like I feel bad right now. I feel really bad. I'm sad and I'm scared and I'm, and I'm just really sad and I'm angry and and I don't need anybody to message me or call me and tell me what they would do or what they, you know, like, unless I ask. And that's been the second go. I forgot about what happens when you have COVID. Uh, I'm, I'm this go around. I'm just going to say thank you. Every time someone gives me what they think I should do. I'm like the only people I want to listen to in terms of what I, how to get better with COVID are doctors that's it. That's the, that's, that's the list. That is the fucking list. My cousin-in-law is a doctor, physician's assistant. So under the umbrella, you know, and, uh, she has helped me and I am, thank you if you're listening. I love you. Um, she has helped me and, but that, that's the list. You know what I mean? Like that's the list I've been, this is not my first rodeo here in the COVID land. And, uh, I would recommend getting it, getting COVID vaccinated, by the way. I really would. Uh, two weeks into COVID last time, I still wasn't getting out of bed. And yesterday, I took out the trash after doing the litter. Um, but I, 
Yeah, I just I forgot how much unsolicited advice you get when you're sick, and it's just and that's that's why I was kind of reluctant to share about it on social media. But I that's part of my brand, you know, just sharing my shit. Um, I don't even know if this is this is the part of the podcast where I start to get in my head. I'm like, is any of this even interesting? Did I yell too much? Have I cried? Where am I? Um, but yeah, I, so I tested positive for COVID. Uh, I was exposed on Friday at a party I was working and, um, you know, I got an email that I was exposed and then Sunday I went out, you know, I, I go see the Bronco game, you know, once every couple of weeks that that's like my main go out, right. Is where I go to the Bronco bar. And, uh, I met a very handsome, fun gentleman, which is fun. I'm going to keep that one to the chest, um, close to the chest for now. Uh, if there's anything to share, I'll share it. There's not much to share now, but he was, uh, very fun and very good. Uh, very fun and good, fun and good. Um, and so Monday I woke up and I was kind of hungover and I was like, Oh, I'm kind of hungover, but I feel like more hungover than usual. Oh, well, my plan, my plan Monday anyway, was just to like lay down, eat pizza and cry. Right. That was the main Monday plan. Um, because I worked like for, you know, uncle Steve died and then I had like five days worth of work and then Monday was eat pizza and cry. And, but I, I ate some pizza. I did a little crying, but I slept. And then Tuesday woke up and I was like, man, I'm still hung over. Like I thought it would, and I was like, maybe it's the pizza, right? Cause sometimes when I eat a full stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut, which is one of my favorite foods. I know that, that you can take the girl out of Littleton, Colorado, but you can't take the Littleton, Colorado out of the girl. Um, same with Red Lobster, man. I would make love to Red Lobster. Uh, but no one will go there with you because they're like, it's trashy. It was a nice night out in Colorado. Um, oh, so I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, man, I still don't feel very well. And then the end of Tuesday, I was like, I, I guess I have a cold. And then I started thinking, fuck, I'm working this weekend. I ought to, you know, I know. And I was like, there's no way I have COVID. I'm triple vaxxed. I've had it. Like, I'm pretty safe. I wear my mask pretty much everywhere, right? Like, there's, I even wear it, like, outside a lot of times. Like, I'm like, I'm super safe. Um, and so, uh, and I'm only, like, working and going to vaccination-only places, right? So I was just like, I, like, I can't be COVID. But I ought to get tested just to be, like, responsible. And then Wednesday when I, I went and got the test, it's like pouring rain. I'm standing outside and put in the pouring rain with like 20 other people. I'm like, man, if we weren't fucking sick before, like we're just in the pouring rain. And so I, you know, I take the COVID test and then I go home and then Thursday morning I woke up and I felt worse. And then the thing that I forgot about COVID is, and if you've had it, maybe you will relate to this is that like, it's different than any other sickness. Like you literally feel something foreign inside of you like literally like there's something that does not belong in your body that's in there and like I woke up went Thursday morning and I was like oh fuck I have COVID and I was like all right wait till you get the results whatever right and then I was and COVID brain like I the funny thing about how I'm feeling right now not ha 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 funny but like how I'm feeling right now I have dealt with COVID symptoms now for over a year, right? So I'm starting, so like a lot of the stuff that I felt the last week was just like heightened that. And now I'm back to just my regular baseline of long haul COVID, which, you know, actually is fine now. Cause like, you know, I, I spiked the COVID. I'm just trying to be like glass half full. I, you know, I spiked the symptoms 
And then now they're back to, you know, just like regular, you know, kind of annoying symptoms. So that's a win, I guess. Uh, but like I, the COVID brain, so I deal with brain fog, all brain fog all the time all the time. Um, it's, it's wild. It's a wild experience, especially if you're, I'm, I'm a smart, witty person and I have, you know, I'm, I have a lot of words that I use, right? Like I, I have a lot of, see right now I'm not articulating, but like it's, it's a weird experience to be talking about something. And like, you know, you guys know me, I, I have 15 subjects going on at the same time. Like I'm like, you know, fucking rain man when it comes to like telling a story, like I, I have, you know, every, um, it's like bees, but it's, you know, it's like how it's chaos. Who said that? Was it Ray that said that to me? Bees where it looks like chaos, but it is like this organized unit. That's my brain. And, and with my nose is running right now. So sorry if you're watching on YouTube, I look like I did a bunch of cocaine. Um, I always kind of look like I did a bunch of cocaine. Uh, so yeah, right now it's happening. Oh, right. So like, it's such a weird experience to be in the middle of a sentence and then your brain goes completely blank and you're like, I don't know. And that in the last week, that Thursday morning I woke up and that was like heightened, like where I like couldn't remember what I had done that early. And I was like, fuck. And then another thing that I forgot about COVID no matter you're tired you're fatigued as fuck but like your sleep is so weird like it's like you sleep like 30 minutes to three hours at a time and that's like like last year when I had COVID I was like drugging myself to get myself to go to sleep and now I'm just sort of letting it all happen organically nothing matters you know and also it's it's nice that this is I got it during the week where no one really understands where we're at you know the week before Christmas and New Year's um and then I got you know I, and it was an emotional, I, I got the test results on Christmas Eve and, you know, I had to cancel my Christmas day plans, which I was really bummed out about. I was uh, invited to uh, my buddy Jeff's house and he has this girlfriend that I know, but I think that we would be best friends and I think we're going to be best friends and that was Christmas was going to be the start of our inevitable BFF-ness-ism. I text her that and she laughed and she was like, I agree. Uh, but so I had to cancel that and you know, they, 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 it was just, and I got, it was just, it was a really emotional plus the, you know, heightened emotions, PTSD, I'm even going to say from, you know, testing positive the last time. Uh, it was a really rough three or four days where I was just like really, you know, freaked out, not freaked out, just like really emotional. And, you know, I thank God, thank God for my work that I've done on myself. You know, thank God for the, the work that you do when you're feeling good, because when you feel bad, I was able to stop and be like, all right, let's take this one step at a time. You've been vaccinated three times. This is not going to be the same experience. Um, if you're just now tuning in, not this moment, but like just now starting to listen to this podcast. Um, I'm a long haul COVID person and I have an inhaler now. I am in line to speak to a lung specialist. They actually called the morning my uncle passed and then I got COVID. So I haven't called them back, but I, it looks like I'm up or the morning that I found out my whatever they, they it's uh December has been a shit show of a month. Just, you know, wake me when December ends, um, which it'll be over soon. And, uh, which is tough. I had a really nice year other than that. You know, I mean, health shit has been hard, but you kind of get used to it, right? Like the inhaler is kind of, you know, it works. Um, but 
I'm a long haul COVID person. I went to the ER a couple of times. I was in bed for like three months. I now have scoliosis because of my time I spent in bed with long haul COVID. Didn't know that was possible, but that's according to my doctor. Um, you know, uh, words like early onset emphysema have been thrown around way too many times than I'm comfortable with. Um, and so it's just like the last time getting COVID just came with a lot of trauma. And every time I was, every time I go to get tested, especially the first few times I went to go get tested after I, you know, recovered or recovered, you know, after I got a little better. I don't know. I, the long haul COVID, I don't know what you're supposed to call it. After I wasn't in bed anymore, um, I always had this like extreme anxiety. And luckily by the time the positive test came in, I already knew I had it. Like I was just like, yeah, you feel it. You just know it, you know. And I'm grateful that, yeah, I've done a lot of work and now I am like reaping the benefits of that in terms of just not totally losing my shit. You know, like I talk about happy list and loving parent all the time, um, where you become a loving parent to yourself. And I've, I've really, I've really done that. And, you know, I can't say that I could have done this a couple of years ago. Um, even when I had COVID the last time I struggled with self-care and, you know, just doing all the right things because, I was just so beaten down by it. And every day and waking up and not feeling better, it was just like, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard feeling to describe, you know, when your body, you feel like your body betrays you. There's a lot of language being thrown around there out there with people in terms of like, well, I'm not going to get it because of this. Well, I'm not going to, and it's just really, it's just really frustrating. I am just, I, I, it's so funny. I should stay off social media yet. I can't stop staring at it. Like there's just so much ignorance and stupidity and just like most people are dumb as rocks, man. They're just, I don't know. This podcast episode has just been all over the place. I'm happy. So, and, but you know, I will too. I am one lucky broad. I'm one lucky broad that I have a foundation now that when shit does get scary and hard, like it has the last couple of weeks, I show up for myself now. I don't do self-destructive shit. You know, I don't abandon myself. I don't anything. You know, I didn't backslide. In fact, in fact, the guy that, you know, I've blocked and unblocked, not the Seattle guy, but the other guy that I, I, I have, you know, I sent him, we were texting, arguing about something. And I was like, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to clap out of this. I'm going to, you will not be seeing me for a while. I, I do not feel good every time I'm around you. And uh, that's all she wrote. And, you know, old Kim, when I was faced with all this shit the last couple of weeks, would have actually doubled down trying to get this guy to come back and like me. Because if he likes me, then maybe I'm, you know, times aren't as fucked up as they are. Um, that's sarcasm, you know. But I'm one grateful, I'm one lucky broad that I... <sighs> I have a lot of, there's a lot of love for me here. Um, the other morning I talked to an old friend, dear old friend on the phone for like two hours. Um, we, we haven't been able to talk in a couple of months. Uh, just, you know, uh, phone tag and then, you know, just phone tag and just like pay attention to how you feel after you see someone or talk to someone. Like I, I've just really been mindful about that the last year or so. Like, if I don't feel good after I have 
an encounter with you. And I don't mean like right, like one time I feel shitty. Now we're done. I don't mean that. And you guys know I live in the gray. Very few things to me are black and white. If any, I don't really think anything's black and white, honestly. Um, yeah, no, I really don't. Um, uh, sorry, there's like uh, 14 scenarios that went in my head. I'm like, well, what about what your dad did you? And I'm like, well, that's not black and white either because I think something was probably done to him and it's generational trauma and you can go into that whole thing if you want. But like not very, very few things are black and white. And when people are hurting you or people like hurt people, hurt people, you know what I mean? And, but like, so I, I'm not like saying like, if you talk, you hang out with someone who's normally awesome and then one time they're having an off time and you're like, fuck them. But I mean, do that if you want. I don't know, nothing matters, right? But I, uh, oh my God, I feel like I'm having a manic episode. I did drink coffee for the first time in two weeks today. I was like, oh, I'm very excited to have coffee and I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea. We'll find out. I don't know. I'm still drinking it. Uh, uh, we'll find out in a few hours. Oh my God, I love my cat so much. Um, but pay attention to how you feel after you talk to people or you're around people. Cause this particular person, we talked for like two hours and every single time, no matter what I see him, I talk to him every single time I get off the phone. And even when like we got off the phone and I was like, I have to lay down for the rest of the day. Cause talking on the phone for two hours wiped me out. But I like even when I was wiped out physically, like every time I'm done talking to this man, I feel like I can like all of my dreams are going to come true and I am a fucking rock star, right? Like this person just is like lifts me the fuck up every time. And lately, and, and you know, like I said, this last couple of years, I've been really mindful about how I feel around people and I've cut a lot of people out, not like dramatically you're out of my life, but like, you know, uh, just sort of been like, uh, you got to go, man. <laughs> um, uh, but like, because I started paying attention to how I feel when I'm around people and certain people, 75% of the time I would leave an interaction with them and I would just feel shitty. And you know, that's too much percentage of a time to spend. Like life is so fucking short and we don't even know. This is wild. This is wild. Uh, speaking of short. No, oh, so I was texting with my girlfriend and we were like, we're talking about this kid that we both knew uh, randomly. We didn't go to the same elementary high school or junior high. We met in college and we were talking about him and I, I was like, oh my God, you knew Brandon Sheets? And she's like, yeah. I was like, dude, he was so hot. I bet he turned out like, I think about him like once a week thinking, I bet that guy turned out to be super smoking hot. And she goes, oh my God, I, I have no, I don't, I'm not in contact with him either. Like I bet he turned out super smoking hot too. And then she goes away for a second, comes back and she goes, oh, the only thing I can find on him is an obituary from 2019 and he went into hospice in 2019 and passed away I know you're wondering I made the morbid joke yes still hot when he passed away so hot so hot uh but like it's just and I who knows I'd like the obituary didn't say what happened to him in my experience hospice usually means cancer or something like that um something terminal or they just treat you in order to have a peaceful comfortable death um but like fuck man it's just all so short. You just never know. And I hate that I have to keep being reminded of that in different ways. And I think it's just a lesson I'm just going to have to keep being reminded of. And I'm grateful that, you know, the reminders keep popping up. It's just that it's all so short and so much doesn't matter. Almost everything doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Just love those, you know, go where the love is. And ugh, it's been a, it's been a tough, tough few weeks. I'm grateful to be back. I'm grateful to share. 
Um, I have no idea if this podcast made any sense at all or if I just yelled and cried some. Um, But I appreciate your patience as I get back into my flow of being able to, I don't know, be in the world, I guess. Um, I'm going to try and go through some old photos today. I'm going to try and face this. I feel myself actively not facing it. Um, not telling many people, not making the, the you know, obligatory Facebook post. Uh, what's really funny, when my aunt passed away, they took all the Facebook posts. Oh, no, they took, they asked, okay, this is what they did. They asked for submissions for like a memory book. And I wrote this really cool, you know, Facebook post about my aunt. My aunt was just a really brave awesome lady right she just didn't give a fuck what anybody thought about her and she was just really fucking cool like I I always described her as you know like we'd all everybody would be standing over the cliff being like oh we want a cliff dive but we're scared oh it's really far down there and while we're all debating my aunt Amy would have already handed all of us her you know one of us her cigarette and beer and would have been flying over the edge like she was just a really cool fucking lady and I'm really grateful I'm grateful that both of them helped raise me. Um, they were a lot, they were, they were really special people. And um, I think a lot of who I turned out to be is because of them. And so when I wrote this thing and I, you know, I submitted it for it to be on the book and we, you know, at the funeral, they decided to play like a slideshow of all the submissions. Now, I think most of you know me. I say fuck a lot. And in that post, I said fuck way more than one would have had they known that they would be playing this one slide over and over and over in slow motion because there was only like four submissions. So three submissions were like, Amy's so great. We love her, blah, blah, blah. Here's a picture, like two seconds. Mine was like, scroll as slowly as we can. Why did Kim say fuck so much? Why did they play it like 40 times before the funeral? I mean, my cousin Adrian and I were laughing really. I'm like, oh fuck, it's playing it again. And my uncle Steve goes, I guess I just don't understand why you have to say fuck so much. Like, do you have to? I do, Uncle Steve. I do. Um, and, oh, I just got real dizzy. Uh, COVID. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm actively avoiding this. And I think I know because it's just going to be really, it's, it's, I'm letting it in slowly. I am, I'm really sad. And you know, it's okay. It's, it's okay that I'm sad. That's it. I know it'll pass. Experience tells me that it'll pass. Um, it'll just take time. And I appreciate the people in my life that are just allowing me the grace to feel these feelings and not trying to fix me. Because I don't need to be fixed. I'm just grieving. And... I'm really grateful for those people. It's going to take some time. But I'll be okay. You know? Uh, You ready for some poop scoop? Poop scoop booty. I'm going to do two poop scoops because I promised you one a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know. I might have already told it to you, but I'm doing it again. And then one of my favorite people finally submitted a poop scoop. So I'm going to do two of them. Uh, Let's see here on my... um, Okay. I, I can't, I can't, I'm so excited. I don't know if I want to do uh, hers first or mine first. 
I'm going to do mine first. Uh, okay. Mostly because I have to kind of dig up and find hers. Um, so <sighs> this is really embarrassing. Also, if you are new to the show, what Poop Scoop is, is every week I tell a story about when I've done something embarrassing with poop, where I've pooped my pants, I've almost pooped my pants, or you know, just anything in general that has to do with embarrassing poop stuff. And then, uh, you know, it took me 50 episodes, maybe a little bit more, before I ran out of my own stories. And I know that is something I should be like, oh, embarrassing, I'm not embarrassed. I think that means I'm awesome. But now I ask for your stories. So if you have any, please email me at kimcrawlspace at gmail.com, K-Y-M-K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C-E at gmail.com. And, uh, and if you don't want me to share your name, I won't. If you do, you can say, hey, share my name. Uh, as you guys know, Roger, one of my favorite humans that has ever walked the planet, uh, it sends, is a big fan favorite. He has he he has as many poop stories as I have. Oh man, they're so good. Uh, so he'll you know we use his name, but then so I've used a ton. Of, I've had a bunch of poop scoops where I don't use your name, so you can be anonymous. But please send them to me, any and all of them. None of them are too little or too embarrassing or whatever. Just send them. They bring brighten my day. Or, you know, just email me to say hi or tell me why you're one lucky broad. I don't get any why I'm one lucky broad emails. Uh, so K-Y-M-K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C-E at gmail.com. So as you guys know, I sometimes frequent the bar elbow room in Hollywood. Uh, I, I, I only go there when I'm going to go out and get drunk. So the, 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 the people that work there only see me hammered that's it they like and it's like i've come to terms with that they will never know me outside of that because i don't really i mean like it's just not a place i go to if i'm like oh, i'm just gonna have it you know it's just not my you know whatever it's a great bar if you're in town go it's great neighborhood atmosphere but i usually only go when i've you know like three sheets to the wind and so one the bar the like the male bartenders all know me in separate aspects of my life. So like they know me outside of it, but the one, the girl bartender, one of the female, female, one of the women bartenders. Um, so she's the only one that, Oh no, she's the only one that doesn't know me outside. She just knows, she just knows I've had my birthday there. Oh my God. I just pulled a muscle. Um, Oh my God. Uh, she just knows me outside. She just knows me that like I've thrown my birthday parties there. She watched my buddy and I make out quite a bit while another buddy watched. It was just a whole. And she was like, that birthday was weird. Like she only sees me super drunk. Right. So like a couple weeks ago, I don't know at this point, it's like a month and a half ago. I have no idea. Uh, time isn't real. I was there, but I hadn't been drinking. Like I, and I, but I like, I got there and I saw her and I was like, Hey, and she goes, Oh, hi. You know, she's always so nice. And, I, and like, she's not judgy or anything at all. She's wonderful. I love her. But I was like, I'm sober. And she goes, Oh wow. Really? And I'm like, I don't drink that. But this woman probably just thinks I'm the biggest drunk ever. Cause she only sees me drunk. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd come and be like, Hey, look, I'm a regular person. And she goes, Oh, cool. And, you know, she was just like, honestly, I don't know why you think she was very sweet. She goes, I don't know why you think I would ever judge you. First of all, it's a bar. You're supposed to be drinking here. And second of all, you don't do anything ever. That's like, get her out of here. And I'm like, I know, but like, I'm a regular human too. So I want you to like, yeah, just really appreciate you or whatever. So then hanging out, hanging out. I eat some chicken wings and you know, sometimes those chicken wings just hit you, man. They just fucking hit you. And I had friends in town. So it wasn't like a, it was like friends in town. So this was like a month ago, maybe longer ago. I had friends in town and it wasn't like a, 
I just never see these, these women. So it was just like, Oh, I ha I'm just going to go poop here. And I thought it would just be like a one and done situation. Right. So I walk into the bathroom and there's one woman in there first. And it's, I ran into three different women on this day. One is, uh, uh, someone who is just not a person you want to be vulnerable in front of. She is a person who will exploit all of your vulnerabilities and weaknesses. Uh, I have since, I don't really care about her doing that, but it's just always like, of course you're in this bathroom. So I walk in, I see her and I'm like, of course you're in here. The one person that will definitely walk out and tell it, I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. So I'm going to blow out the toilet. Sorry if you want to be in here for it, but it's not going to be fun. So she's like, Oh, don't worry. And whatever. I'm going to lie about this. And so she leaves and then I blow out the toilet. Right. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Hopefully, hopefully that's it. Hopefully that is you know it. And I walk out. And of course this woman has told the entire bar because I walk up to a group of people and they were like, yes, she told us that you blew out the toilet. Like what kind of person? I like, I like, I don't care obviously, but it just goes to show you what kind of human that is. Right? Like in no world, the other two women that I ran into a hundred percent didn't do this anyway. Second time I go in, I run into this woman who uh, I met a couple of weeks prior and she and I and I don't understand this ever. If I walked into a bathroom, if I was in a bathroom fixing my makeup and someone I knew walked in and was like, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. I'm going to blow out the toilet. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I would be like, dude, blow out the toilet. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to leave and give you some fucking privacy. This Looney Tune was like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to talk to you through the entire experience for some fucking reason. And this isn't the first time I've... There's a specific person. By the way, you know what? I'm just coming... I'm just thinking about it right now. There are three types of people in the world, and I encountered them all that day in my, my, my blowing out the toilet emergency diarrhea situation in a bar. First one, someone who's like, ha, I'm going to pretend I'm trustworthy and then I'm going to go tell everybody because I like to throw people under the bus because I don't like myself. That's person number one. Person number two is someone who has absolutely no social awareness to where you're like, this is really embarrassing and more of a private moment. And if you're not going to the bathroom or doing anything of importance, you should just leave. She sat there and talked to me the whole time and I walked out and I was just like you're not doing anything she's like no I just thought I would talk to you while you're in there I was like who in the world would want that and then she started spouting off anti-vax shit and I was like I can't I gotta leave I gotta leave and she's like wait can't wait I was like leave me alone I think I actually no I know I actually I was like nope not doing this third type of person in the world is the fe the, bar the female the female bartender the one that has only seen me super drunk right <sighs> I walk in and she's in there and it's, it was, it was the last, but it was a big one. And I walked in and I was like, Oh man, hi. And she goes, hi, what's wrong? And I was like, I just hate that you only see the worst of me. She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I ate a chicken wing and it hasn't gone down very well and I have to shit. And I know all of you right now are like, there's a fourth type of person in the world who feels the need to tell anyone who's in the bathroom they're going to blow out the toilet. Listen, I get that that makes me sound crazy, that you guys are probably like, why didn't you just go to the bathroom and not say anything? Because I want them to know that I know that they know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to go in there and just like shit in there and then I can walk out and they're like, oh, now we're all going to pretend it didn't happen. It's way less uncomfortable if you're just like hey I'm gonna call it out I blew out the toilet three times but this girl goes this lovely human third third type of person in the world she goes go to the bathroom I'll give you some privacy and don't worry about it it's a bathroom it happens to everybody 
And then she walked out of that bathroom and didn't say a fucking word to a single fucking person. She just minded her business and made me feel better. Be that woman. Be that woman in the world. Woman number one, crazy. Woman number two, crazy. Uh, Woman number four, which is me. I mean, it could be argued either way. (laughs) And also, I have not eaten the chicken wings there since. I mean, and that's just how chicken wings go. You know what I mean? Like, I've had them in many, many, many places, many kinds, many ways. Merry Christmas. Um, And sometimes they just hit you different. And sometimes a full-on emergency happens and you... And I know a lot of you were like, why didn't you just go home? Because in normal circumstances, I would have just gone home. But my friends were in town. And well, that's how much I love them. If you guys are listening, I went through a lot that day to hang out with you. <laughs> All right. That's my poop scoop. Let's let's bring up this other one. So uh, if you're new to the show, I don't read these in advance. So you get to hear my reaction in real time. Um. I don't know. I think that seems fun. That's the most live way I can do it. Uh, But if you want to send me your poop scoops, please, please, please. I love them. They make my life. Um, I'm going through a lot right now. So is that a good way to guilt you into sending me how you pooped your pants one time? I would really love it. Kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. And please send it to that one, not my other one, if you have my other one, because it gets lost in the mix. So it's just way better if you send it to Kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Kim, first of all, you can say my name. I don't give a fuck. All right, Liv. Her name is Liv, and she's one of my favorite people that has ever walked this planet. I met her five years ago. That may be a lie. I think everything is either five, ten, or one year ago. I have no concept of time. But I met her a while ago, and she is so lovely and so funny. So I think we're in for a treat. Ready? I'm writing this email from the porcelain throne at work as I fill it with brown lava. Jesus, I mean, I fill it. She capitalized fill it. Oh my God, why do we all go through this? We all go through this. And yet we all shame each other when it happens. Not me or the female bartender. You shouldn't do that. I just had my lunch about an hour ago, and as I resumed my work, I could feel my stomach start to rumble a bit. I thought, no biggie. I ate quite a bit more than normal. Then a silent little fart came out. It was kind of warm. Then it hit me. (laughs) The smell. Oh my God, it was bad. I sealed up my envelope and ran to the bathroom. Sealed up the envelope? Is that like a, is that a, um, a euphemism? Like you clutched your butt or were you literally doing something with an envelope? I don't know. If you send me these, I also will have questions that I will expect you to give me the answers to. Pulled up my, pulled my pants down and I have to toss my favorite thong in the trash. I'll be wrapping it in TP as learned in crawl space. You're welcome. Put it at the bottom of the trash can, everybody, to hide my shame from the janitor who I pass every evening as I leave from work. I have to mention I'm the only person who uses this bathroom. No one else on the floor. That's almost worse. That's almost worse. You got to wrap it up in toilet paper a bunch and then you got to put it like in the middle of the trash can, not the bottom. Well, unless it depends. If there's a trash bag, this is just some tips. If it's a trash bag, put it at the bottom of the trash can. If there's no trash bag and they just dump the trash directly into bigger trash, put it in the middle of the trash can. That's another pro tip. I have pooped my pants way too much as an adult. Okay. This is not the first pair of underwear I've lost since working here, and I doubt it'll be my last. Goodbye, newly skid-marked thong. You've done me well, and I'm sorry to part ways like this. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love this so much. Thank you, Liv. Thank you. Um, yeah, guys, I think that's 
I think that's the episode. I did it. I did it. I was really nervous about coming in here. Um, I come in my closet and do this, not come, you know, I get in my closet. No one was thinking I come in my closet. Uh, maybe you were, I don't know. Um, it's good to be back in here. I'm still on quarantine until the New Year's Eve. And I, I think I'm just going to stay in New Year's Eve. I don't know. I, I'm going to the Bronco game on Sunday and I'm working on Saturday. So I'm just like, ah, I kind of want to start the year off just bright eyed and making money and watching the Broncos hopefully not get destroyed. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm on quarantine. I got, you know, some cleaning and some organizing to do. I'm going to write some goals. If you are a goal writing person, here is a tip I learned a couple of years ago that really helps you get into the mindset of writing. Um, and I've shared it with some people and they were like, oh my God, that's so helpful. So I feel like I'm going to share it here too. I feel like I'm, I am going to share it here. Um, before I start writing my goals, I write down 100 things I am proud of or that I did or, you know, like improvements, anything positive that happened in this past year. Um, even like I make my bed every single day and that is huge, especially if you're a person who deals with mental illness as I do. Um, so that is something like, even if it's little like that to me, that's not little, but some people will be like, really? Like, so I write down 100 things that I'm proud of or that I accomplished or that happened. That was awesome before I write my goals. Because what happens is when people start to write their goals for the coming up year, they, they start from a lack, you know what I mean? Like they look up at all the things they didn't accomplish in the previous year. Like, well, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that. And then they start writing their goals from this, like this, this mindset of like, well, I, I sucked this last year. So now I better not suck next year. And since I've been doing that, like it, I just go into my goal writing or like intention writing of just being like, Oh, I'm fucking awesome. I can conquer the world. I'm great. People should want me in their life. You know, I, they should want me on their shows, read my book, all that shit. But if I start from like, well, I got COVID again, you know, I got my heart broken again by the same guy uh, over under when that guy reaches out to me and, uh, and do I respond? Uh, the last couple of weeks, I have not reached out to him. Thank God. But I've thought about it a few times because I'm a little sad. Um, and, and when I'm sad, sometimes I want to break my heart a little bit more. So I reach out to men who've broken my heart multiple times. I'm talking about the guy in Seattle who's ghosted me thrice. Um, I don't know why I brought that up, but like, but, but like, it's like when you're feeling this, you know, you're feeling this way, it's good to like get your, like, you know, get into the mindset of just how awesome you are and writing a hundred things down. seems daunting, seems like a lot, but once you get going, you're like, oh my God, and this happened. Oh my God, and this happened. You know, it's just, it's, it's a good way to end the year because I know it's been a tough one and it's been, you know, it, it hasn't just been, it hasn't been a, it's a weird couple of years for me, you know, obviously in general for everyone, but like a lot of really bad stuff has happened globally, but like personally, a lot of really cool shit has happened. A lot of really difficult shit has happened to me personally. Obviously you guys have been here through basically a, a vlog, a video diary, a, uh, word diary. I don't, that's a regular diary. I don't know. My brain is foggy. Um, but a lot of really, you know, I've, I've emerged into a human that I, I'm really proud of and I keep, you know, I keep moving towards the woman I want to be and the woman that I know I am. And I'm grateful for that. And so, um, I'm going to just say thank you. It's been a tough couple of weeks, but I'm really, really grateful to be here. Um, 
Yeah. And it looks like I survived COVID part two, knock on wood. Uh, but so far so good. And, um, I don't know. Uh, I will be recording, uh, my, my monthly podcast with Jeff May that's on Patreon. Oh, fine. We have a podcast. That's what it's called. It's really good. Uh, we do a year, we do a monthly show and it's for our Patreon subscribers. I also have some stand up up there. I'm going to put up another stand up today or tomorrow, uh, that I did for Sirius. So if you're a, uh, Patreon subscriber, you can watch that before it goes on Sirius Radio or somewhere else. I think that's the only place it's going to be. But um, all that stuff, I obviously have not gotten the uh, audiobook done of my book. In December has been, wake me up. What's that? It's September, but I'm going to say when December ends. Um, I, uh, so the, the audio book is not done, but that is still on, it's still on, it's going to be on the goal for next year. Um, so if you haven't already and you want to please buy my book, uh, confessions of a recovering party girl, it's on Amazon, or you can go to kimcrawl.com and I will send you a signed copy with a funny bookmark and a sticker. And, uh, I think that's it. If you want to join Patreon, I am still updating it. I'm update. It's a constant update. So there will always be some fun stuff in there, but there's about nine bonus episodes in there. And I have three more that will be up in the next couple of days. So if you want to join that, that'd be awesome. Just go to kimcrawl.com. There's a Patreon button on there. <sighs> Is that all the self-promoting, the shameless self-promoting I have? Shameless. Um, what, what else are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? If I don't think I'm awesome, why would I think anybody else would think I'm awesome? Some guy I used to sleep with years and years ago named Zach, this hot, hot dude from San Diego. Uh, oh, so hot. So funny wonder where he is now. Who knows? Um, I don't even know how that ended, but he was so hot. He told me to write that down on a post-it. If you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect anybody else to? And that is still on my desk. So thanks, Zach. Yeah, his name was Zach. Hot. So hot. All right. That's the show. I did it. You did it. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you had a uh, happy holidays. I hope you have a happy, happy new year. Um, we're almost at episode 100. I'm trying to figure out if, what special stuff I can do for that. So if you have any suggestions, please send me an email. If you DM me, they're a mess, man. I mean, like there's some people who send me a, a DM every single day that I've never met in my entire life. There's like 15 people that do that. So they just get into a mess. And so, and if you are one of those, I'm not meaning it an asshole, but like, I just mean like I, if you, where I'll read shit is if you email me at kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it. How many times am I going to wrap this up before I actually wrap it up? All right, guys, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for um, being there and letting me vent this, this tough shit out. It means the world to me. Um, happy New Year. I love you all. Be safe. Be kind. Okay, bye. Crawl space, crawl space. I'm